You guys, I love talking about my friends at Simply Earth, and I never thought I would be so excited to talk about essential oils, just going to be honest. But here's one of the things, well, here's two things I love. This is a company that's changing lives in multiple ways. One, they're helping to make the air in the West House toxin-free. Number two, they're helping to fight human trafficking by donating 13% of all their profits to end human trafficking around the world. They actually got that number 13 from one of my songs, Next Thing You Know, one of the early songs in my career, talks about me giving my life to Jesus at 13, but they told me that that's where they came up with the number to give 13% of all their profits. Simply Earth, uh, before I used Simply Earth's essential oils recipe box, I had no idea how to actually use essential oils. Perhaps you're in the same boat. You've invested money in oils you're not using. You've got some unused oil sitting on your shelf. It's always kind of confused you. You're not alone. Well, here's how Simply Earth makes it simpler for you to implement their essential oils to help make your home toxin-free. You receive the recipe box with four pure essential oils, six recipe cards, and extras. You learn how to use your essential oils while making the recipes created by certified aromatherapists. You save money and you detoxify your life. Plus, you're buying from a company that's changing the world. They give 13% of all their profits to end human trafficking around the world. You guys, if you're like me, you're going to get your essential oils somewhere, trying to live a healthier life, breathing uh, toxin-free air in your home. Not a bad idea. Don't you agree? Well, Simply Earth's essential oils are GCMS tested by a third party to ensure purity. Their essential oils are 100% pure and come from the best farms all over the world. It's a great company. They're doing great things to change the world. Using essential oils to support your wellness doesn't have to be overwhelming or confusing. Have fun making your home toxin-free with Simply Earth's essential oil recipe box. Plus, get a free 80-milliliter essential oil diffuser when you subscribe using our URL, simplyearth.com slash west. Join them and help end human trafficking. Go to simplyearth.com slash west, and you're going to get an, a free 80-milliliter essential oil diffuser when you subscribe. One more time, that's simplyearth.com slash west. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Matthew West Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew West. And as always, I really hope you like it. Thanks so much for joining me today. And I want to start off today's episode by saying just a huge thank you to all of you who've been so supportive uh, in the release of my brand new double album, My Story, Your Glory. It's finally out into the world. And um, some of the early Reports have come in from my record label, and uh, I am just completely and totally blown away by the support you guys have shown by listening to the album, by streaming it, by uh, you know picking up an autographed copy at MatthewWest.com. Just however and wherever you're listening, I just want to say thank you so much. It's been so exciting. I felt like I was kind of keeping this secret for so long, uh, just these songs that I'd worked so uh, tirelessly on and uh, could not wait to release this album into the world. And now it's finally here, My Story, Your Glory. In case uh, you're listening and going, wait, I didn't even know. Well, you've been under a rock, but welcome. Join the rest of us and uh, get busy listening to 22 new songs. My Story, Your Glory. The first album, My Story, is me telling the story of my life and the story of other people's lives who've inspired me over the last few years. And then Your Glory is album number two, and it's my first ever worship project. And uh, man, I can't describe to you how excited I was and how nervous I was to finally release this record. Lots of great video content we've put out too. But uh, so thank you guys. Thanks so much from the bottom of my heart 
for letting my songs and my music be part of your life. Speaking of being part of your life, we've started the My Story, Your Glory Spring Tour. It's in full effect, 32 cities across the country. I want to thank everybody who came out to see us this past weekend. And guess what? We're ramping right up again, and we hope you'll come and join us. Go to MatthewWest.com to find out the tickets, information, and the cities that we're traveling to. Hopefully, we're coming to a city near you. Dare I say, the show is worth a road trip, even if uh, we're not coming to a city near you. Hop in your car. Come and see me, all right? Thank you guys so much for the love and the support. Uh, we are continuing on our journey through the God Who Stays book. And uh, today, I'm going to share from the next chapter. Now, I'm just picking excerpts from the chapter in the hopes that you'll go and read the whole chapter as well. So for those of you who are going, wait a minute, you released an album. What's this book you're talking about? The book is called The God Who Stays. It came out last fall, silly. If you haven't read it yet, you're missing out. But today, you're going to get a little bit of a taste of the next chapter. Uh, these last several weeks, we've been going chapter by chapter. I, I want to be your tour guide, kind of share with you the heart of it. And uh, I think you're going to really enjoy today's chapter. So without further ado, let's dive in. Let's go to the story house with my book, The God Who Stays. Chapter nine of The God Who Stays is called God Stays on the Move, the original mover and shaker. I firmly believe that those long days when we found ourselves quarantined inside our homes, hidden away from in-person meetings, social distanced from dinners, conversations, and hugs with friends, and living in a constant state of six feet of separation were anything but meaningless or lost. It turns out a season of stress and anxiety or a worldwide pandemic will make you ask the question, where is God? with a little bit of desperation. I've never particularly cared for that word, desperation. If it were a train station, it would be just one stop short of hopeless, too needy, too revealing. And who wants to admit that they feel desperate? Don't we pride ourselves on self-sufficiency? Desperate is the opposite of confidence. Now, there's a word, confidence. I would much rather project confidence than desperation. But with nowhere to go and no one to see, the need to project confidence can subside and the reality of the gift of desperation can finally be received. I am discovering that when it comes to my spiritual life, desperation isn't always such a bad thing. Those moments when I'm shaking my head at the news and wondering what in the world God is doing train my heart to look a little closer. It turns out that when the world was forced to hit the pause button, it created some space and time for a kind of desperate reflection. And when you're desperate, you tend to lean in, listen closely, and look up. Difficult times have a way of returning our attention to what is most important in life. Those days forced me to be still before the Lord so that I could know he is God. And the season of stillness helped open my eyes to God's motion in the world. It was a little bit like when I'm out on my morning run and I have to pause near the side of the road at a light and watch the moving cars speed by. 30 miles an hour seems much faster when you aren't driving alongside them. Or if you're a child of the 80s like me, maybe you once found a spot near the airport to watch planes take off. As you watched from the hood of your car, you experienced the energy of that huge winged machine launching into the sky in a way you can't feel when you are sitting inside the plane. Somehow, our stillness can highlight the power and speed of the movement around us that we miss when we are on the move. 
In the same way, something about slowing my pace and allowing my heart to be still helped me recognize the powerful ways that God was moving. It opened my heart to the prayers and praises rolling through my social feeds each week. In my stillness, I saw God's redemptive motion through the world. When I was a young pastor's kid growing up in Downers Grove, Illinois, I believed that God was contained to Sundays. Maybe you did too. My Sunday God went to work at 10 a.m., basking in the safe glow of the stained glass light, surrounded by people dressed in their Sunday best with the familiar cadence of dad's sermons, hymns, and altar calls. But then I met God on a blue couch in my parents' basement on a random weekday afternoon, not in a church building, not on a Sunday. It was an off-schedule appearance by God. Nothing set the scene except an unexpected television sermon. God surprised me by showing up when I had planned on watching Ryan Sandberg and my Cubs lose on a nice afternoon at Wrigley. It was my first lesson that God moves whenever and wherever and however he chooses. Of course, as I grew older, I began to see the truth that God's presence is anywhere that two or more are gathered in his name. God didn't need a formal sanctuary. His presence wasn't connected to a worship leader with skinny jeans and tattoos or a hipster preacher with a gourmet ethically sourced coffee bar in the lobby. He didn't need any of that to pave the way for his arrival. He'd show up in the basement of a frat house party at a prison concert or a state fair. While I've definitely witnessed God move in powerful ways inside of a church building, I also know that God does a lot of his best work beyond church property lines. If we believe his reach ends as we turn out of our church driveway, we're missing out. One of the biggest lessons I have learned as I've traveled is that the whole world is God's sanctuary. I see him showing up in unexpected places and in unexpected ways. The way I see God at work as I travel from place to place reminds me a little bit of how the A-team from the 1980s TV show went about their heroic business. They were rule breakers, always nomadic and one step ahead of the authorities, but always doing good work for the people who had nowhere else to turn. I loved those characters, B.A., Face, Murdoch, and Hannibal. Each episode began with the statement, if you have a problem, if no one else can help, maybe you can hire the A-team. If you're a little bit older than me, you might remember Kane from the famous 1970s television show Kung Fu. He would walk from town to town, arriving just in time to save the day for people in the toughest circumstances. Well, I think Jesus moves in the same way and looks to help the same kind of people with nowhere else to turn. There's a great moment in the Bible where Jesus met up with a big-time religious leader named Nicodemus under the cover of night. Nicodemus was a Pharisee who wanted to talk to Jesus about the kingdom of God. In the conversation about what it means to be born again, Jesus told him, the wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit, John 3, 8. Jesus explained to Nicodemus how God works in the world. I think he was highlighting how God's spirit moves like the wind. He isn't static. He's not predictable. God isn't tied to a place, a circumstance, a certain space, or the right conditions. He is always on the move. When I read through the Gospels, I notice that Jesus was always moving, always traveling from town to town. He didn't set up shop in Nazareth or Galilee or Jerusalem and just let everyone come to him even though he probably could have, he hit the road. He walked toward the disciples and said, come and follow me. He was calling them to move somewhere. He performed incredible miracles as he traveled from place to place. A sick woman touched his cloak and was healed as he was on his way. He cast out a demon on his way. He healed lepers on the way. 
He gave a blind man's sight on the way. Most of his work wasn't done in synagogues, which were the churches of the day, kind of like the A-team or Cain from Kung Fu. Jesus was constantly on the road to rescue people from sin, sickness, and oppression. Not only that, but Jesus didn't always follow the rules. He, he healed people during the Jewish Sabbath. He ate meals with questionable people. He spent time with Gentiles. He was innovative in his movement of love. I'm learning that God still works that way in the world. God moves in unexpected ways. Sometimes what he is doing looks like a crooked path. Sometimes it's confusing. Things often look confusing and crooked to those who can't see what the innovator sees, and God is the great innovator. If you open your eyes to what is happening in the world, you will see that God is really into innovation. During the pandemic, when we couldn't meet in person, churches across the country were put in a tough position about how to provide a space and a platform for people to worship safely. And it was also challenging to figure out ways for churches to continue impacting their neighborhoods. But I witnessed faith organizations and churches everywhere pivot and get creative about how they could make an impact. I began to take part in virtual church services that had a new sense of urgency and importance. It was amazing. I could play to thousands of worshipers in California and then 20 minutes later play for folks in Texas, all in one Sunday morning from the Storyhouse studio. Every time I went live on social media for 15 minutes of quiet time, I walked away with thousands of prayer requests, praises, and the knowledge that the community of God was really coming together from their couches and homes to worship and lift up one another in prayer where two or more gather, even virtually, God moves. It was clear to me that God was on the move even while his people were locked in their homes and physically couldn't go anywhere. I witnessed how God moves unexpectedly, just as Jesus told Nicodemus, the wind blows wherever it pleases. When I had 87 concerts removed from my schedule during that season. However, God used that time to connect me with people in ways that couldn't have happened if I'd been out on the road playing for those months. Not, not that I didn't have some depressed moments thinking about not being on the road, but if I would have been traveling and playing those 87 concert dates, there wouldn't have been the space or energy for the new podcast that's connected me to the stories that have revealed so much of God's work. I wouldn't have had the time to pour my energy into my nonprofit organization, Pop We, and I wouldn't have had the relationship with the thousands of people who want to worship and pray for one another each Wednesday morning on social media. Whatever situation we face, God moves in magnificent and unexpected ways that can look a little strange to the world. Sometimes God on the move looks like the marching around Jericho a bunch of times, just blowing trumpets. Sometimes it looks like Jesus stopping for a moment next to a sycamore tree. Sometimes it looks like Gideon sending most of his army home right before the big battle. It can look like Israel marching to the shore of the Red Sea where they appeared to be trapped or even Jesus choosing the very disciple who would deny him three times to be the founder of his church. It is almost like God enjoys finding new and innovative ways to do his work in our lives. And isn't it fascinating that he chooses to move in directions that defy logic and look strange to the world? Hey, what's better than finding quality candidates? Well, finding them instantly for a powerful hiring partner, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and 
virtual interviews. Hate waiting? Well, Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. I'm running a business, uh, multiple businesses, and I am constantly finding myself in need of of finding the right people. And I don't have a lot of time to search for the right people. And that's why I love Indeed. And you're going to love them too. Candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search, according to U.S. Indeed data. You got to check out Indeed. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide who are using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows that when you're doing everything for your company, you can't afford to overspend on hiring. So visit Indeed.com slash West to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash West. Indeed.com slash West. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application. Pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. God's work seems to be the antithesis of the movers and shakers of the world today. The world stands up and applauds people like Bezos, Musk, Winfrey, or Gates. The people with the biggest social followings or the most money get all the front page press and adoration. But if we're going to follow the way Jesus moves in the world, we need to remember that he was the opposite of the world's version of a mover and shaker. In fact, anytime Jesus had the chance to prove himself as worthy in terms of of what the world valued, he actively avoided it. Instead of having a take a selfie victory moment when he healed people, he mostly hushed them and told them to go home and not tell anyone. Instead of defending himself to Pilate, he stayed quiet. Instead of riding into Jerusalem like the conquering hero the Jewish people were all expecting the Messiah to be, he chose the path of the cross. Instead of building social capital, he chose to have eternal influence. How can I move with God? God doesn't just move us and move toward us. He moves with us. I am so thankful that I've gotten the chance to hear the stories of God's work from the people I've met while touring. I could tell you about Cindy, who would bring her mom to our concerts. Cindy's mom, Carolyn, was blind. She couldn't see me, but I could see her in the front row with a big smile on her face, worshiping God right alongside her daughter. Cindy's mom passed away last year. Not long after, Cindy showed up at one of my concerts. Her mom had bought her tickets to that concert and made her promise she would attend for the both of them, no matter what happened. During the concert, I looked into the crowd and saw Cindy and thought about the seat next to her, where her mom would have been. I prayed that this concert would be a celebration of life in the middle of Cindy's season of grief. Experiences like this have helped me realize that I am stepping into the memories of the people who attend my shows, and they are stepping into mine. God moving with me shows up in the faces and stories of the people I play for and the people who lift me up with their testimony of God's faithfulness. He is moving with us and through us even when we don't recognize it. The Gospel of Matthew calls Jesus Emmanuel, which means God with us. Emmanuel means that Jesus isn't just with us some of the time or in the right circumstances. It means he is with us in every breath and in every moment. And he is moving whenever and wherever I take the time to look around and notice. I took that blue couch on tour from concert to concert with me for a long time. Sometimes I still do. I like to joke that the Matthew West show carried that Wayfair couch the same way the Israelites carried the ark from place to place. But I bought that set piece and put it on stage to represent that catalyst moment that we have when God moves in our lives. 
I used it to remind myself of how the Holy Spirit moved in my life. It was an ever-present reminder on the road that God is with me wherever I go. Deep down, I, I want to be moved like I was on that blue couch each and every day. I want to be part of how God is moving in the world. I want to be awake enough to participate in his movement to redeem all of creation. I want to learn how to still my heart to be prayerful and to focus my attention on him so that I can be part of that holy motion. And I want to be willing to allow him to move into my neighborhood, every part of it. So what direction do I need to move to join him in what he's already doing today? How can I let him move me right now? And how is Emmanuel moving with me, before me, and behind me this very moment? What if I truly embrace those moments of stillness and prayer each day and look at the world at large to see how God is in motion? What if God is moving in the middle of my victories? What if God is moving in the devastation of a diagnosis, job loss, or even our grief? What if even when it feels like we are at a standstill, that the world is at a standstill, God is still moving? And what if the choice to be still is the only way to see where God is moving me next? Whether it's a Zoom call with a stranger or a journey to a remote village in the middle of nowhere, all I know is life gets good when I move where God is moving me. And I don't want to miss where he's moving me next. Hope you enjoyed that. I skipped around a little bit. So references like that Zoom call with a stranger. I'm talking about a friend I made named Ron during the pandemic. He inspired a song called Wonderful Life. The uh, missions trip I took, you can read about it when you read the whole chapter. You'll know what I'm talking about. But I hope this chapter moved you to move with him and to be still enough to see where and how God is moving next in your life. You don't want to miss it. There's no better place to be than to be in the center of God's will and moving when he says move. Now it's time for songs from the story house. Today's song from the story house, actually the story behind it is featured in the chapter that we just read through today. And um, I skipped this part of the chapter intentionally. Uh, The chapter was called God Stays on the Move. And it talks about an encounter on a Zoom call that I had. And um, I felt God moving toward me one day when I met a guy named Ron. Ron had reached out to my ministry, Pop Wee, to share his story in the hopes of having a message relayed to me. Ron was in the final days of his battle with ALS. Hospice care had been called in, and he knew his time on earth was coming to an end. He wanted to let me know that every morning he requested that hospice nurses start the day with one song as they helped him get ready for the day. It was my song. A song called Strong Enough was Ron's anthem. It's a song that echoes the promise of Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I was so moved by his story that I reached back out to Ron and we set up a Zoom call to meet each other. I planned to play Ron's song for him and prayed that God might use me to encourage Ron for a few minutes. What I did not expect was that Ron had other plans for our Zoom call. He spent the entire time encouraging me. With his nurses by his side, he fought for every word, but he made every word count. Matthew, God is using you. Matthew, God is so proud of you. Matthew, keep it up. Your best music is ahead of you. I sat there in tears because what Ron didn't know was that at that moment in time, I was in the depths of my own personal discouragement. I was completely depressed and desperate to know that God was in fact still moving. Of course, Ron had no way of knowing that, but there he was using some of his last words in the last days of his life to lift me up. God moved me to write this song strong enough. 
which moved a guy named Ron, who was battling ALS, to remember the one who gave him strength. And God moved Ron to reach out to me. And now God has moved me to tell Ron's story in the hopes that it just might move you. Did you catch all that? Because God's moving. He's always moving. It's always there. It only requires that we pay attention to notice him. A few weeks later, I received the call that Ron had gone home to be with Jesus. Ron had moved home, and my life is forever changed by a Zoom call with my friend. I wrote a song about Ron days after the news that he had passed. It's called Wonderful Life, and I'd like to share it with you right now. Ron from Houston, Texas, spent three years fighting ALS. If you knew all that he's been through, you'd hardly say he's blessed. But smiling through a phone call, he said, let me tell you, friend, this life ain't always wonderful, but what a wonderful life it's been. It'll send you flying high, it'll bring you to your knees, it's the heartbreak and the happiness and everything between. It's the life until it hurts, it's the hurt until you cry, can't have one without the other. It's how you know that you're alive In this broken and beautiful Gone mad and magical Awfully wonderful life It's a broken and beautiful Gone mad and magical Awfully wonderful life He's my dad. He gives good advice. And that's why... The last segment of today's show is called Dad Vice. Play that theme song. He is my dad and he gives good advice. And that's why this segment is called Dad Vice. Dad, thanks for joining me. We are um, continuing on. You know, big theme of our ministry, Pop We, is my story, your glory. So in a lot of ways, the album that I released it's not just like a song idea. It's a mission statement. It's a ministry statement. Yeah. And speaking of our ministry, Pop We, you guys have been out on tour with me. And uh, if anybody's come out to see shows, you guys know that my dad travels with me. And our ministry, Pop We, has uh, a powerful presence at the show. Our goal is for it always to be more than just a concert. Obviously, we we want to be able to, to be there to pray with you. And we've got some awesome devotional materials that we're placing in people's hands. But uh, we have volunteers join us, don't we? And and there's a way for people, if if somebody wants to come and be a Pop We volunteer, how can they do that? They just go to popwe.org and sign up. W- sign up. We'll send them the details and, and they won't miss any of the show either. They get to watch the show yeah, yeah. and uh, still be part of our ministry yes. team. So go to popwe.org if you'd like to uh, find out more about how to join our ministry and, and be a volunteer. Dad, send us out with some encouragement today. Okay, Matthew. I, I love this double album. I love your uh, theme, My Story, Your Glory, and uh, I love the lyrics. So I've just been going through all the lyrics. I want you to know I've listened and seen every video that you've done on the new songs, and, and they're just powerful. I begin with some more lyrics. Now, the story of me is a story of grace. Fingerprints of mercy on every page. No more ashamed of the path I took. You set me free to be an open book. Three quick things. One, we all need grace. The story of me is a story of grace. None of us are perfect. All of us need 
forgiveness. Listen to what Debbie wrote to us. My story is marked by so many bad decisions. Sometimes I look around me and feel like I am the only one who has messed up. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Secondly, God freely gives his grace and mercy. Psalm 145, 8 and 9, the Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. Mercy is the act of compassion. It's withholding deserved punishment. Simply put, God doesn't give us the punishment we deserve. And grace is the act of God's undeserved favor. In his grace, he not only doesn't give up on us and give us the punishment we deserve, but awards us with the gift of salvation and eternal life. A great quote here, mercy and grace are two sides of a coin, and the coin is love. Mercy is a compassionate love to the weak, and grace is a generous love to the unworthy, and we are both. And thirdly, my dad today is to walk in the freedom of God's grace and mercy today. No matter where you are in your life, receive his gift of forgiveness and let your story be the story of grace. And I end with an awesome quote by Rick Warren. Listen to this, Matthew. In God's garden of grace, even broken trees bear fruit. In God's garden of grace, even broken trees bear fruit because of God's grace. That's good stuff. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. One, two, one, two, three, four. Well, that's our show for today. Thanks so much for joining me as we've continued to read through. We're almost all the way through the God Who Stays book. I'm excited to bring some uh, guests onto the show in the coming weeks after we finish this journey through The God Who Stays. I'm excited to continue on the My Story, Your Glory tour. And uh, once again, want to say thank you for all the support. Those of you who are out there listening to the new double album, I'm going to be taking your calls and finding out what your favorite songs are. So be sure to call into the podcast hotline uh, and, and let me know your name, where you're from and uh, what your favorite song is. And before we go, let me gift you, uh, let me get you the number to the podcast hotline. Be sure to call area code 601-301-2208. 601-301-2208. You can leave a voicemail. Tell me your name, where you're from, what your favorite song on the, the new record is, would you? Love to hear from you. Thanks so much for joining me today. As always, my ministry is called Pop We, P-O-P-W-E. Org. At popwe.org, you can share your story, what God's doing in your life. You can sign up to receive a free weekly email devotional. Go straight to your inbox, just a gift from me to you. It's something that I write inspired by my own personal quiet times. So I hope you'll go to popwe.org today and check it out. Lastly, I look forward to seeing you on the road. The My Story, Your Glory tour is in full effect. Come and see me. Go to matthewwest.com. For all the ticket and city information, and uh, we sure hope to worship with you soon. Love you guys. Uh, Have a great rest of your day. Go make the most of the one shot you get at this life. It's your story for his glory. See you next week. Seriously, I, I, I do.